6 a.m. and I cannot sleep. I had a full out, full on anxiety attack when I was in Petco today. I don't even know what brought it on, but it happened. And um, I came home, took Sarah for a walk, unpacked the groceries, and and then you know as I was walking. I was realizing I know what brought this anxiety attack on. I, I know what brought it on. Tomorrow is therapy day. And oh, we get into so much stuff. However, this week I will be talking to my therapist about a person in my life. She is a, lo- a young lady. one thing about me, I don't have any judgment. I don't judge anybody. I don't like that. I don't believe in it. I don't subscribe to it. I don't affirm it. I just, I have no judgment. I am nobody to judge anybody. However, I can lay down boundaries when recognize unhealthy behavior. Um, You know, tomorrow what I was going to talk to my therapist about was um, we are getting into a divorce between the father of my children and myself. Now, I'm married was still a teenager. Let's just, I think I had, did I turn 18? Either, I I think I had just turned 18. Maybe. I don't know. But he was 26, 25, 26, something like that. Um, and if, if I had, if I had known then, what I know now, I would never have trusted the people that I did. I thought that I could listen to and trust my dad and his partner. And I cannot call her my mother because she was, in no sense of the word, my mother. Uh, I have so many beautiful figures of women in my life who were mother figures to me. My grandmother Lila, my Aunt Margaret, Sandy, my my beautiful mother Gloria. These are women who shaped my life. If I had known that I trust her and her horrible daughter Julie and Julie's horrible daughter Linda if, if I see I, I thought these were my family 
This man tried to kill me. He is currently in jail for attempted murder. I would think you would be on my side. But they weren't. They just wanted to help. Julie just helped Kevin take the children. And you know, before Julie got involved, Kevin and I discussed a plan that we would co-parent Christopher, my son, because we both agreed Chris needed a father and a mother. So we would co-parent Christopher before co-parenting was even a thing. That's what Kevin and I decided would be healthy. And I absolutely had to have Shelby with me. She was my baby. I needed to have her with me. And we agreed to that. Um, It was a horrible divorce after Julie got involved. And ever since then, that woman has herself in situations in my personal life that she has no no business doing. So that that's what was going to be the subject. You know, we were going to get into that because we have been talking about that um, that part of my life. You know, I do have hope in the future for my grandchildren I have hope that at some point this generational sin will stop and Julie will either stop her madness which is highly unlikely or she'll just die and that is my hope and that sounds horrible but it is true someone is not alive anymore, but I'm sure plenty of former first wives can can agree with me on that. Um, But I think what I need to talk about is I had, I have, not had, I have started a legal adoption with very wonderful, very trusting, very loving, full of integrity, just a beautiful soul, a young man, he is around my son's age, um, he, I love him, he could be my son, I love him as much as if I gave birth to him, there is that, that strong of a bond. how 
to. Oh, Jesus. Oh. I mean, she is the epitome of a thirst trap. <laughs> oh, God. And those are the nice things you can say. I don't know another way to describe her behavior. I know this is not her if she were thinking clearly in her right mind. But somehow, Carrie is out of control. She is out of control. She she literally $6,700 from Ken. She did that. And she said it was for diapers. And he went to her little apartment, which he got for her and her husband, Emilio, because they have two children, which we love. He said, you know what, Carrie? You stole $6,700 from me, and you've never even apologized. Do you guys have anybody in your family like that? Because I'm going to tell you what. I went to prison for intent to defraud. Not even fraud just the mere intention to defraud and that was let's see that was indicted by a grand jury in Lassen County the most corrupt town ever (laughs) so corrupt I mean at, at the time was like actively having sexual relations with the DA while he was actively pursuing this prosecution against me. It was insane. Just insane. That's how corrupt they are. If you want to get down to it, that's how corrupt Lassen County is. Bobby Burns. Uh, Anyhow, one of these days, I keep telling Carrie, she's going arrested. It's going to happen. Technology is too good these days for her to keep going in the trajectory she's going and not not allow social justice or any kind of justice to At this point, 
abuse and fiduciary abuse and um, it's just horrible it's horrible and she won't stop and you know what her pictures that she posts on Instagram say they say let's see they say underestimate me if if you dare that's what it says it says underestimate me if you dare and it's got her like straddling this drainage sewer ditch and I don't know of course it's a veiled threat to me but does this bitch know I can put her in prison tomorrow and the only reason I'm not is because she has two children she has two children I am giving her more grace than anybody ever showed me in my life we have so much evidence against her and she is 25 25 years old and just a straight straight oh you know I was talking to her one day and I said, I hope you're not, I hope you didn't put your, your uh, cash app thing on Instagram. And she said, I did and I wouldn't. I look on Instagram, it's there, it's up there. She did, she lied. Oh gosh. I, I bought her this little $10 light circle for her um, Instagram videos for her TikTok account and if you look under one hot mama Carrie Trevino all the shit she has I have purchased for her like all of her Calvin Klein stuff and all of her Hermes crap and all of her Dior shit and all of her guests purses all of her everything every single thing with a label on it she didn't buy it came from me and she's flaunting it all over Instagram those pink Versace glasses those were for me say that because nobody ever said that to me ever nobody ever said I don't agree with anything you're doing Kim but I love you no one ever said that had somebody ever said that to me my life probably could have been different but I at least have learned and can say with authenticity 
love you. I don't agree with your actions and what you're doing. Apparently, you feel you're doing what you must do to get by. I can tell you and help you and show you how there are other ways that are legal. You don't have to do this, you know, but I love you. You know, I'm in my 50s. I'm tired of all your crap. I'm tired of you pooping on me every time I give you an inch. You take fucking 10 miles. It's just horrible. Every time Kenny gives you an inch, Carrie, you take 20 miles. Did you know you were going to go on the Mexican cruise? No, you didn't. But you fucked that up, didn't you? You and your husband and your kids are going to go down to Mexico with us. But you're not now. Why? Because you had Rebecca Floyd call Ken and tell Ken a whole bunch of shit. That's what you did. So, because we, we, and when I say we, I do mean you, because you're resorting to just outlandish behavior that is unacceptable. You know, things are changing. So, you are the topic of tomorrow's therapy day. I swear, I swear. Do you do you guys have a member of your family, like even maybe one of your kids, that like, they're the reason you're in therapy? <laughs> I used to tease Carrie and tell her, "Oh my gosh, you're the reason I'm in therapy," which is not the truth, but it was an inside joke. But now it is actually the truth. She is actually. That's just a bunch of 3 a.m. anxiety attacks, stress talking, and I guess I just didn't want to feel alone. You know, have you felt, have you just not been able to shut off your mind at 3 a.m. because you have about a highway of things going through? process. It just seems impossible to shut down. Oh, that's, I just figured, you know what, my wonderful therapist, Dr. C, always says, just process it out, soften it up, and talk it through. You know, soften it up, talk it through, and that's what I'm doing. I'm softening it up, and I'm talking it through. You guys have a person in your life that is just absolutely toxic. Like, toxic to the point where you need to just lay down some boundaries 
stage and intervention. I don't know. You know, um, my partner Kenny recently told me about an intervention that was in his family. He didn't know if it needed to be done or not. So I'm not real big on interventions. I really don't believe in them. They don't really work. shit out of you real good, but he is a mental health specialist, so that, that's good, um, if you live in Tehama County, do not go see Mark Norland, <laughs> that would probably be bad, I don't know, like I said in the beginning of this podcast, you know what, this is 2021, I have, um, experiencing sexism, racism, harassment, sexual harassment, my entire life, abuse, my entire life. So if you committed any of these crimes against me, if you did any of these things, then you, your name will be on here. I have absolutely no problem with that at all. Because if it happened to me, and I absolutely can prove that it did, um, if it happened to me, then you're going to be named. You know, it's part of the Me Too movement. It's part of all kinds of different movements. So, you know, just FYI, uh, you guys should watch out. Everybody in the Southern Oregon, Northern money to adopt Emilio, which is exactly what Sandy Irving was doing with her and I when she passed away. We were right in the middle of an adult adoption.
amazing act of love anyone has ever shown me. That act of love. She did not have any children. Sandra Irving. She was married to Dan Irving who had, oh, I don't dozen children by at least as many women and uh, and he killed her he killed her they were in Florida in Jacksonville she had Parkinson's she had just wired me quite a bit of money because we had a plane ticket for her to come out to fly up to me the very next morning this was in 2006 and um, she had just why we had this oh she was being abused by Dan Dan was abusing her her caregiver was calling me everybody was calling me um, and she had just wired me quite a bit of money we had just got a, a plane ticket for her uh, we were gonna fly out pick her up go get her I have all of and then Dan found out about it that day and then that night she was dead she was cremated by the next morning by the next morning she was cremated and he killed her he killed her when I tried to report this one of the deputies from um, Jacksonville Sheriff's Department said I'm not joking verbatim he said now listen here little missy you live in California and you don't need to be telling us how we run things here in Jacksonville this man said this to me he's a law enforcement officer just a fucking cunt that man but anyway um, sorry about the whole C word but that's what I think about cops who are like that There's a lot to talk to the therapist <laughs> and, and I and I can tell you why I can and I absolutely now know why um, Kenny invited Emilio over to watch the 49er game this past weekend and he was all excited about it and he trying to get a hold of him and he was like Kenny doesn't really like to call or talk to anybody but he was calling Emilio and he was he was really excited about having a boys day over and and then we get a phone call from Rebecca Floyd because Carrie has gone and ran to Bex that's what she has the kids calling this woman Bex like a chicken or a rooster Bex sounds like a fucking beer anyway she calls here she's she's basically getting all up in Ken's face over the phone about stuff I have allegedly done and said 
to poor little Carrie. And Kenny just puts an end to it and basically tells Rebecca Floyd, no, Carrie Trevino is a thief. She has a problem. She has taken thievery to a high art form. She is a master, she could put on a master class on how to check out with $200 worth of free groceries out of Walmart self-checkout. I mean, she has that thing down on lock. She knows how, she knows how to take things out of everywhere. She literally brought in all of her bags into Walmart, started filling stuff up because it was her son's birthday, and, and they, they made out with about $320 worth of goods, and they paid $44 for it. Yep, and she was bragging to me about that. And I asked her, please, when you get caught, do not put me in the position of saying no to bailing you out. Well, Kenny told Aunt Rebecca, or Aunt Bex, is she going by Bex? I should just start calling her the chicken or the rooster, gosh. But anyway, Bex called here and thought she could get in Ken Murray's face. Now that's pretty funny because not a lot of people think they can do that. And it's pretty funny that someone is, well, someone like that could think they could get in Kenny's face. And she tried. And he shut her down and basically told her, Carrie will be going to jail. She will be. And I'm not telling you when, I'm not telling you for how long. But she will be going to jail, and we will be supporting Emilio. And that's what will be happening. Because she's still screwing around with all of his credit cards. She's still pulling all of her stuff on him. She's maxed all of my credit cards out. Oh, and what else? Oh, Ken also told... I have to also tell my therapist this. Ken also told Rebecca that, um, oh, Rebecca asked Kenny to please stop giving Carrie money. And Ken told Bex (laughs) that, um, Carrie drove over to the house and she was in a complete panic and she needed to borrow a couple hundred dollars and that Kenny just happened to have two $100 bills and he said this is a loan and she said absolutely and that was four months ago and she would pay us back on Emilio's first paycheck that never happened nobody's ever been paid back on Emilio's first paycheck no one ever has pretty soon they're going you know we literally gave them a eleven twelve thousand dollar ford escape a beautiful ford escape it was basically for a fraction of that cost a fraction of it 
it just, it just sickens me. I knew they needed a car, so what did I do? I sold them my beautiful, beautiful car that Kenny had just bought me for what I knew, Emilio. And I, I, I literally sold it to Emilio because I do not want Carrie to have that car. And I don't understand why she is always driving. Why Carrie is in charge of the money? Why is I I don't you know I asked Carrie to run in and grab me a pack of sixteen pre rolls and they're forty four dollars. I gave her a one hundred dollar bill. She came back out to the car after she went into the dispensary. She came back out to the car and said, "And Kimmy, I need to borrow twenty dollars. I promise I'll pay I'll pay you right back. I'll pay you right back." She went and she bought, let's see, three, six, nine, twelve, a hundred and twenty dollars worth of dabs for herself. And all I wanted was just a box of pre-rolls. I just needed a box of sativa pre-rolls. That's it. I just needed to get my anxiety level situated. My goodness. I cannot possibly be the only one experiencing this out there. I just can't be. And I don't know. I don't, you know, I don't agree with any, any way that I was treated growing up. So I don't, I don't agree with any sort of tough love. Love is not tough. Love is wonderful and beautiful. It is all accepting, all encompassing. It is all loving. Love is unconditional. Love doesn't, love is colorblind. Love is blind. For Pete's sake, you guys. Love doesn't know what tough love is like this podcast is not going to be scripted because life is horribly unscripted. We are all not the Kardashians and, and nobody has $60 million laying around. We're basically all living pretty much paycheck to paycheck and we're all trying to just rat hole away any dime we can. Uh, how do I can that she is loved, but that her actions are now in the dangerousness field. You know, like, um, I don't know. Somebody out there has to have some answers about this. I mean, I can't lay this all on my therapist tomorrow. You know, and I think, come to think about it, now that I'm just sitting here, looking at the fireplace, petting my dog, I was in a store, I was in Hallmark today, and I saw a 49er card, and I saw a Hello Kitty, um, like a little backpack, and both of those things reminded me so much of a
I haven't spoken to my son in a few days, meaning Emilio, because I used to get a good morning mom text every morning, and now Carrie has intervened in that relationship and has stopped it. How does somebody stop someone from loving somebody? Because I have been wondering that my entire life. How did Julie and Linda get my children to stop loving me? How did Mark get my children to stop loving me? Is it his money? Because Chuck died. Mark Moreland is now worth millions. He is a wife abusing, partner abusing, CTE inducing batterer now worth millions. And when our private detective, we had a private investigator uh, at the beginning of our divorce, my private, well, Kenny's private investigator found out this man did literally the same thing to his former ex-wife, Betty, Betty Moreland same thing he did to me. He kicked her out. He didn't give her any notice. He got a restraining order against her. He lied. He lied to the judge. Oh my God. You know, I even stood up in court before I had a lawyer and I said, Mark Moreland, are you really going to sit here and tell that judge that you never hit me, that you didn't knock out my teeth, that you didn't knock me across the room, that you didn't beat me within an inch of my life. Are you really going to say that to this judge? And he told the judge, Your Honor, I snapped. That's your excuse? You pathetic piece of a man? You snapped? You knocked out all of my teeth? have a beautiful smile now and it's because you knocked out every single one of my teeth you knocked me I begged you I begged you not to hit me in the face please don't hit me in the face and what did you do you beat me in the face yeah I can definitely see that there is a reason that I am up at 3.38 in the morning because somebody needs to hear this. That has to be the only reason. It It just has to be. So what are the things that we are figuring out this morning? figuring out a family member who desperately needs help in her behavior. 
she does. How do we do that? With boundaries and lovingly. How do we leave her out of the relationship? Because there just is no trust there. Or how do we include her but not... You know, I just don't know. I do know that that we love Emilio. We love Emilio. As it stands right now, if they were to divorce, we would absolutely help Emilio get custody of those children. Absolutely would. I've downloaded every single, every single video she has on Instagram. I've downloaded it and secured it and saved it because at some point, all of that shit is going to be evidence. just not sure what to do and there's a dozen situations that I need to talk to my doctor my therapist about tomorrow now I can see why I can't shut my brain down (laughs) it is it is in a state of heightened anxiety because you know, it's it's reliving some of the physical harm I suffered under the hands of Mark Moreland. Um, I'm reliving all of the heartache Carrie has put us through. Carrie has put my partner through. It's horrible to watch him just get used up by her and have nothing happen to her. I am dealing with two terminal diagnoses now since apparently there is no cure for CTE and there is no cure for PPMS. So, you know, that sucks. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot to talk about tomorrow. It's definitely therapy day. There are some things that I can do now that will help me. Like I can do some breathing now. I can sit here with Sarah. We can do some good breathing. We can just breathe in and out. Nice, deep, slow breath. adventures out in the way back with her horses <laughs> and that's my happy place and you know I guess just just um, showing myself some love 
3 a.m. podcast. But you know what? If you are going through a situation that has you up at 3 a.m. like me, send me a message. Give me a phone call. Leave me a text. We can talk about it. I can research it or I can bring someone on the show that can talk about it with us. Uh, Just being up here with you guys has made me feel better. Quite a bit better. I think Sarah and I are going to try to maybe listen to a book or maybe just listen to a nice meditation. Try to get some rest. Well, this has really not been a podcast. This has been a help. (laughs) I'm having an anxiety attack. And with that, I am going to go through the list of 1 through 10 of the 10 things my therapist wants me to do when I start to feel anxiety of any kind. And it all starts with some good, healthy breathing. So that's what I'm going to do. It is 3.42. We have been talking, or I've been talking, for 46 minutes. That's a long time. Oh my gosh. Well, I have no idea what to title this. I say we title this. Help, it's 3 a.m. and I'm having an anxiety attack. (laughs) I love that you guys are up. Or maybe you're not up. Maybe you're listening to this on your lunch break and you're laughing at me because I'm up at 3 (laughs) a.m. Or you know just what it's like with finances and you can't sleep because you don't know where that next gallon of milk is coming. Maybe there are situations that have you up at 3 a.m. And if there are, give me a call, send me a text, send me a message. We'll talk about them. I'm here for you. I want to be anyway. Well, blessings to you guys all over your beautiful lives. And try to do something wonderfully kind for some stranger today. It'll make their day. I promise it will. Bye-bye.